GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. How is it June already? I don't know. A yacht rally is raising funds for the Gibraltar Red Cross humanitarian relief effort in Ukraine. We spoke to the organiser John Algandra. And Green Week Gibraltar will be celebrated at Campion Park this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We heard more from Vanessa Byrne and Margarita Hayduk. But we start the podcast with a cryptocurrency story. Miracle World was a company that traded as Globix. It was controlled from Gibraltar. Many of its investors were here, but it wasn't regulated here. Should it have been? Its collapse has left a £34 million hole. We heard from the Gibraltarian at the centre of Globix, Damien Carreras, and first from the digital assets correspondent at the Financial Times in London, Scott Cipollina. You know, I was uh, following the the Globix story um, when it started to gather up steam a a couple of months ago now, Um, and really the, 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 the point that it my interest was when uh, Gibraltar secured um, an order, a court order to freeze some funds and, and force some of these crypto exchanges uh, to hand over some customer information. The, the headline is effectively that there are insolvency lawyers that are looking for a missing $43 million. Um, and Damien Carreras, who is the sole shareholder and director of Globix, his whereabouts are not conclusively established, but you know, as, as you guys have reported as well, uh, he, he's widely considered to be in Spain. Um, he told us that uh, Globix had fallen victim to cybercrime and theft. Uh, but this is, you know, you mentioned at the top of the chat that I'm the uh, digital assets uh, correspondent of the FT. I mean, I, I cover uh, a, a bunch of different crypto scandals, let's say, for want of a better phrase. Um, and this is just, you know, at the time of the reporting, it was the latest in what's been a very long and difficult road for this industry that has suffered through, you know, a, a bunch of different issues i mean the, the biggest one and i'm sure we'll probably get into this at some point was the collapse of ftx last last november um and yeah it's it, it's it's been a tumultuous period to say the least for this industry and this was um an interesting story to dig into yeah so globix a company controlled from gibraltar but not regulated in gibraltar but despite that um in in your piece um you wrote that there's a question mark on uh, the extent to which some of the architects of Gibraltar's regulatory system may not have seen the risks associated with this scheme even though it wasn't regulated in Gibraltar in in some respects therefore it's it's sort of reflecting badly on uh, the jurisdiction yeah yeah absolutely so to get to give some folks some background so yes this entity wasn't regulated or licensed in Gibraltar. Uh, it was incorporated in, in the British Virgin Islands, but you know, as you mentioned, the majority of its investors we found were, you know, Gibraltarian. Uh, and many of them were politically well connected, uh, you know, in positions of influence over Gibraltar's financial services industry writ large. Uh, and one is a sitting member of Gibraltar's parliament as well. Um, so m- many folks that I spoke to about this story told me that you know, they felt this entity should have been regulated in Gibraltar. Uh, fundamentally, what regulation is meant to be all about is protecting consumers, right? Um, and if the majority of those investors and consumers were in Gibraltar, then it stand- it's, it's not a very far leap to suggest that you know that they should be protected from this sort of thing. Um, and it, it points to a wider discussion, which, which is an interesting one, and perhaps it's too in the weeds, but uh, an interesting discussion as to how jurisdictions deal with this industry is very, you know, international, it's very global by nature. 
Um, and while an entity might not be licensed or regulated in any given jurisdiction, that entity can access customers in that jurisdiction. And it's, um, you know, in the eyes of a lot of folks incumbent on the regulators in that country to protect their consumers from the risks that may be associated from this kind of business. Um, and, you know, I think it also, you know, Gibraltar has, has, has pitched itself as this hub for crypto activity for quite some time now. Um, and what's interesting to me is that this is, you know, again, talking about a, a growing list of, you know, a, a story that seems to repeat itself in, in, to varying degrees in certain jurisdictions. The Bahamas with FTX is one example. Um, Terra Labs, which is a, a, a company now infamous in the crypto industry, ran through uh, the streets of Singapore and Singapore sort of, you know, had to deal with its own fallout once that company collapsed as well. There is a conversation to be had here about how different jurisdictions that are seeking to embrace this industry have been dealt some significant blows either to their reputation or, you know, things that undermine the way that they approach handling this industry. That's uh, Scott Cipollina, who is the digital assets correspondent at Financial Times, a prestigious publication. Uh, he's working from London, but he's a Gibraltarian with um, a, a very informed view, as we heard, uh, on the collapse of Miracle World, which traded as Globix. Um, now, another Gibraltarian, Damien Carreras, is at the centre of that collapsed firm, and he has also spoken to us. Uh, he wants to, he says, fully comply with the Supreme Court, uh, but he will be giving evidence uh, via a video link because he says his life has been threatened more than once. It is important to me to demonstrate my respect for the legal process and my willingness to cooperate in a way possible. Unfortunately, I have been confronted with a distressing situation as I have received several death threats. I can't emphasize enough that I am in no way evading the legal process or avoiding anyone involved. The decision to voluntarily place Globix under liquidation was not made lightly. It is extremely crucial to acknowledge the significant losses I have incurred due to the apparent theft of the system However, amidst these challenges, my primary objective remains unwavering, and that is to recover the system and honour the trust that investors have placed in me by returning the capital. Damien Carreras giving us uh, an alternative perspective, his perspective uh, on the collapse uh, of the firm Miracle World, which uh, traded as Globix and had many local investors. There's now a £34 million hole. Uh, he said there that it was uh, due to a fraud. Uh, we heard the Supreme Court uh, there were some uh, submissions there uh, by Daniel Feetham representing the liquidators, suggesting that a very substantial claim for fraud could be brought. Uh, but, um, but, but that'll all come out in the wash um, when the uh, case is heard in the Supreme Court. Um, uh, we are expecting that to happen on the 13th of June. I say the case. Uh, th there will be a hearing uh, on the 13th of June, at which, as we've just heard, Damien Carreras expects to give evidence. And uh, we'll be there to report on it for you. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. There's a yacht rally happening uh, in the coming weeks uh, which will raise funds for the Gibraltar Red Cross humanitarian relief effort in Ukraine. It's organised by 
John Alcantara, who's here. Good afternoon, John. Lovely to receive you here in the studio. Um, its long name is the Boatshed Gibraltar Al Qaeda Marina Tanja Bay Marina Charity Yacht Rally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. So, uh, what is it for people who who haven't um, seen some of the earlier editions of it? Okay, so it's a it's a fun rally. Uh, uh, boats uh, f- will leave from Gibraltar. Um, it's a family event. We'll leave from Gibraltar and our destination is Tanger for the second time because previously we used to go to Marina Smear uh, across the Straits. It was slightly more challenging because you're you're into the prevailing winds at least in one direction. Right. Um, and it's predominantly for sailing boats? No, anybody, uh, really. Yeah, but there's... there's even it, even a motorboat would, would it, prefer it, to be it, it, yeah, motoring uh, with the wind... Yeah, even it. even even a motorboat would prefer if, as it happens, actually sailing boats cope with heavy weather better than motorboats, in my opinion. Anyway, <laughs> you would say that, though, yeah, wouldn't would. you? <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're looking for people to to get involved again, uh, both sponsors and boat owners. Uh, and in many respects, uh, I think what's what's great about this uh, event is that you're looking to really bring communities together, uh, the Gibraltar boating community with uh, the boating community on the other side. Uh, of the frontier in Spain, um, and then um, th- that in, in Tangier, which is just across the way, a different continent, a, a different world in many respects. It's, but it's super very exciting. Close by. I mean, and, and Tangier is super exciting. And actually, I remember I'm one of the young people who was here during the uh, uh, closed border years, and Tangier is where we used to go because we couldn't go across the of course. border. And it's changed so much. It's actually the best city. Uh, with a million people uh, anywhere around, uh, you know, within a couple of hundred miles of Jib. I, I really think yeah. it's, it's stunning what they've done with it. So, uh, yeah. It's modernised so much in recent years. Uh, absolutely. And they've got a fabulous marina, which is brand new. And so what I'm looking for is sponsors. If you're in, um, if you're in business and in any way you think that you, know, you consider the marine business to be interesting to you get in touch with me because we can give you visibility amongst the the 40 or 50 boat owners who will be there uh, for example insurance companies uh, yacht chanderies suppliers of different stuff and then uh, we get sponsors who who contribute because gibraltar is uh, so good on charity that people just take part if you're a boat owner join us it's a terrific way to get to tangier and to do it in safety with with other people Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Welcome to the studio to Vanessa Byrne and also to Margarita Heiduck. Thank you. Lovely Thank to have you, you here. Thank you. Um, so you've been putting in a lot of work behind the scenes towards um, this event. Um, tell us what, what's in store. Well, it's a whole weekend of fun. Um, we start off on Friday as from six o'clock in the afternoon. We'll have um, marquees at the top of Boulevard area around Lionwell Road. And a main stage... Just above Campion Park, eh? Just above Campion Park. And uh, a main stage at Campion Park. Um, the stage will be full of entertainment, um, Yalta Productions, uh, Recycle Junkies are going to be doing the opening. Uh, we're going to be having DJs, so no, li- no Limits Entertainment is going to help us out with that, with entertaining everybody. And uh, it's going to be from 6 o'clock until 11 at night. Um, at the top, the marquees will be food. So there's going to be loads of different cuisines to be able to enjoy. Uh, Domino's pizza, rock noodles. Um, so to bring it a really nice kind of summer vibe 
to to Gibraltar to start the summer summer pretty pretty well. Let's bring in Margarita. How important is it to to sort of um, get young people talking uh, about um, the, the climate emergency, the challenges, and how they can make a difference? Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for your question. I think it is really important for young people to know, you know, about uh, climate issues. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, I think that our event uh, uh, can help uh, to the community and young people as well, and not only young. I mean that uh, children, yeah, as well, um, to know more about the problem in the world, I would say problem, yeah, um, mean climate change and uh, how they can resolve it in the future. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.